What's up, everybody? Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. I wanted to just throw this in in the beginning. Please subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. That really helps our numbers. Check out the merch store at brennantcomedy.com slash merch store to get your ex-drinking buddy merch. And if you really want to, subscribe on Patreon, patreon.com slash brennantassif. That really helps me out. Thank you so much. Enjoy the episode. Grab me a beer and grab him a coat. We about to sit for an hour bullshit and tell jokes. And please don't mix it up, cause he done sobered up. Brandon T. Comedy on your social media feeds. And Brandon Tassib is your ex drinking buddy. Brandon Tassib is your ex drinking buddy. What's up, everybody? Welcome into another edition of Brandon Tassib is your ex drinking buddy. I'm your host, Brennan Tassif. If you're new to the program, quick rundown of the show. I used to be everyone's favorite drinking buddy. It was my favorite thing to do, hang out with friends, get drunk, do drugs, get in all sorts of trouble, and then reminisce about those crazy stories. I am sober now, but that's still one of my favorite things to do, hang out with a guest and reminisce about the good old days, the crazy days. Most weeks I will be joined by guests. This week is no exception! All the way from New York City, Miss Tori Cole! Hey, Thanks making for having your, me back. Of yeah. course, making your return, your triumphant return. A year later or whatever it is. Yeah, it's been a while. It has been. It's, I'm like thinking about when it was, and I guess it, it was, was in the old studio before they moved. Yeah, because yeah. they moved here in May of 21. Now the entrance is all fancy. Yeah. I was like, Just who am I? And then they're like, no, go to the service elevator. And I was like, oh. They had you go to the service elevator. At a moment of greatness of being like, this is swanky. And then being like, no, go to the back. <laughs> you go to the back. <laughs> Go through the service elevator. As so. it always is. Almost was amazing. And Go then, through the kitchen. Know, it's it's very, you know, on brand for comics. <laughs> <laughs> Plug everything up front. I know you do the podcast. I know you got a yeah. lot going on um, with uh, stand-up. Plug everything. Let everybody know where they can find you. Uh, so I got the um, Bonding podcast with Troy Bond. That's a good time. Uh, tune into that. It's on Spotify, Apple. Uh, I'm going to Florida with Troy, actually. We're going to St. Petersburg. Oh, yeah. show down there. February, I know St. Petersburg. Uh, fourth and fifth. Third and fourth? Yeah, whatever. Uh, sometime in February. Early sometime February. in February. Find us. Uh, and then just follow me on Instagram, Tori Cole. Perfect. Thanks. Well, you're a return guest. Last time you were on, we talked about peaking in high school. Yes. Uh, I was cool once. That I was told my, my uh, weed panic attack story. Weed panic attack story. Mm-hmm. Um, we did talk a lot about like you getting into drinking and stuff. And now... You've maintained your sobriety, if I'm I not have. mistaken. Yeah, I hit nine months uh, two days ago. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Nine months is the hardest trip to get. Really? Mm-hmm. Why do they say that? Uh, because everyone, it's between six months and a year that everyone kind of, not everyone, They're I don't like, want to speak We're that, good. But everything kind of starts falling back into place. You know, people, it's the first like six months that are very difficult, especially if you're getting fired or you've destroyed your life, like yeah. you have to start rebuilding. Right. But addicts and alcoholics naturally, in my experience, are very good at rebuilding on the fly. Like we strive in chaos. Mm-hmm. Um, That's, I love that. There's a word name for that. The chaos theory, whatever. Something like that. I love chaos. Yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah exactly. And so normally after about six months to, to a year, things kind of start falling back into place. And in my experience, I was always just like, all right, well, now I got to hit this with a hammer. Like, this mm-hmm. is boring. Like, I don't want to do this anymore. And then people always go back out. And apparently that's not a unique to me thing mm-hmm. because in countless circles I've been in with AA, people are like, yeah, nine months is the hardest trip to get. Interesting. Well, I feel like nothing is unique yeah. to you. Like that's in not, general, no, like that, anytime I think right. I'm like, oh, I feel this way. It's like, everyone's like, yo, same. <laughs> anytime you're a, not special. <laughs> anytime a joke bombs that's a little darker, I always have to be like, I have to remind myself, like, there's an audience for this. This is just not right, the audience totally. for it. It's like, because at one point when I first started, when I first came back into comedy in 18, I was just like, oh, I'm so dark and nobody gets me. And, yeah. and then I realized like, oh, no, I'm not. Like, it's the yeah. same thing you see in AA rooms and stuff where people think like, oh, I can't go to meetings because I'm the worst of the worst. Totally. And then you get in there and someone casually just mentions how they killed like a family of four. And you're like, OK, I'm not that bad. Right. Totally. I'm yeah. not. I'm I not couldn't that agree guy. more. I mean, that's like I have all my blackout stories. But as I as I go down my sobriety path, I'm like, you know, I, I don't really think I have like a real problem, yeah. you know? So, uh, but I, of course to do it, to like start being sober, I was like, I am such an alcoholic. It's crazy. I never addressed this. And now I'm like, everyone, 
And like, I have a joke where I, I talk about going sober. My friends being like, Tori, you're not a real alcoholic. And I I'm like, love uh, that you brought this up. I'm like, give me this one thing. Like, let me feel <laughs> special. <laughs> and now I'm like, no, bitch. You really like, yeah, you've blacked out maybe 30, 40 times. But sure. Like, that's not that big of a deal. That's like the youth. That's like, that's a that's like growing up. Yeah. It's called growing up. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh. I love that you brought this up because there's something and it's kind of been a pet peeve of mine, especially when it comes to AA and stuff. Obviously, the program is what eventually I got sober using. Mm -hmm. And I've I tried a million other things, but it was the program that uh, eventually worked for me um, when I did the work. But it's interesting because in rooms sometimes, especially in Florida, you'll because Florida's a big rehab spot. Mm -hmm. So you'll have these people florida where you like relapse and they're just like come on man like i've been sober 22 years and i only ever had to get one white chip i go yeah but your bottom was like you got like a dui for speeding like yeah yeah i almost died like several times but and it's so in my head it's just like it's great that aa is so available to people but sometimes people will come into aa that yeah. Aren't out, yeah. But that's not the the rule is you just have to have a desire to stop drinking. So that's the rule. So that's the rule. Totally. But there are some times where I'll meet people and I go that like at you work. Can't sit with us. Yeah. This is the, the family fucked up four. table. Yeah. Good <laughs> <laughs> Uh But like people at work will come in and they'll be like, "Man, I need to start going to meetings with you." And I go, "What happened? Like, tell me what's going on." And they go, yeah, I got bl hammered and apparently blacked out and texted my ex. And I go, "That's not the same." Yeah. No, I know. That's my joke, actually, because that's the reason why I stopped drinking. I, I, I yeah, remember we talked about that. that broke yeah. camel's back, but it was the reason I stopped. And I joke on stage. I'm like, you know, it's like most alcoholics were like, yeah, I, I killed a family with my car. And I'm like, yeah, I just couldn't stop texting my ass. <laughs> <laughs> so, again, I, I want to hit a year, which will be March 27th. Um, thank you. Are you going to write that down? That's yeah. sweet. Um, I mean, I've been really loud and annoying about it on social media. That's a big other, like, um, it's holding me accountable thing. Like, if I blast this on my Instagram, like, I'm sober. Like, I, when I look at alcohol, I'm like, you'll just let everyone down. Again, not that anyone really gives a fuck, but um, that's that, really helped me, like, sharing my story. Yeah, I was going to say, this, going through the breakup and everything recently, like my family immediately called me because I, I was a bad, I am an alcoholic. And so mm -hmm. my family was very concerned because they were You're just- You're going to drink again? Yeah. So my dad called, and I talked about this, I think with Max Fine, but my dad like called and he was in a panic and he's, what are you doing? Where are you? And mm -hmm. I was like, I'm at home. Like, I'm good. And the more I thought about it, because there was a, obviously as an alcoholic, there's a point where I'm like, yeah, maybe I will. Like, who fucking cares? Mm -hmm. Like, I have a good job. I make good money. I normally have like three or four days off in a row. But then the more, like, that was my first thought. But then the more I was thinking about it, I was like, yeah, but I moved here for comedy. And I know what happens to my comedy when I start drinking. Because mm -hmm. I've been there. And I get on stage and I run lights and I do shitty impressions. And, like, I just, like, try to fight some people in the crowd. And I was like, that's not. Yeah. I didn't move up here to be some whirlwind tornado. Like, yeah. to pay five times the money for rent also, just to destroy things. It's your brand. That, you can't destroy the that brand. That was the other thing. <laughs> From what you're talking about, like being held accountable by yeah. putting stuff out on social media and stuff. That's exactly, that totally. was my very next thought was, first, I don't want to go back to that, but two, my whole thing is sobriety. Totally. And I made it that way. I insulated myself in that cocoon, but now I can't, I can't come out of it, mm -hmm. which is good because it, it makes it harder to make to when I was younger, relapsing was so easy because like one little thing would go wrong. I'm like, fuck it. I'm just going to drink. How many times did you relapse? A lot. What two. was the longest you had gotten before going back? Like a year or two? Uh, two weeks away from my one year chip. So wow. always be vigilant. Damn. Yeah. I uh, was in rehab. I went to rehab, then I went to jail after rehab, and then I came out of jail, lived in the halfway house for like nine months. Mm -hmm. This is when I was dating my ex-fiance and everything was perfect. I moved out of the halfway house and got my own place. And I talk about this a lot in the one-man show, January 30th, but uh, I my the owner of the halfway house came by our apartment mm -hmm. and he was just like, you guys still sober? And it had never, after going through all that, it had never crossed my mind that I could drink again. Because mm -hmm. you know what I mean? It's like such a taboo thing in yeah. my head. And I was like, yeah, of course we are. Like, well, why would you even say that? And But that planted the seed kind of Your subconscious was, was like, like, oh, we can yeah, we drink can again. do this. I see. And then like a week later, I was sitting on the balcony with my roommate at the time. And we convinced each other that we had overreacted. We were only 20. I was 26. He was 25. Yeah. Being sober that young was stupid. 
And that was the furthest I got. After that, I couldn't get more than like three to six months together. And I was dating Alyssa at the time, and we were, I tried to fix it by getting engaged. And uh, she, you know, I've talked to you about this before, but she was my one and only someone. Mm -hmm. And I have a bit that I can finally put up now that I'm single again. Where's Alyssa now? She just got married in October. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you sad about that? No, I'm incredibly happy for her, actually, which shows a lot of growth. Yeah, look at that. The one thing that is bothersome earmuffs uh don't nobody tell her i don't think she listens uh but the one thing that is bothersome (laughs) is the fact that because we still communicate on occasion not we're not like texting all the Mm -hmm. time but every once in a while she'll shoot me a text i'll shoot her a text just to check in see how everything's going because you know this is a person i was gonna spend the rest of my life with how long had you dated for four years that's a long time we were we dated for three years and then we were engaged for like a year year and a half Mm -hmm. and then it just i couldn't stop drinking so she left which was smart um but she will text me sometimes like, oh, I'm going to get this for Blake. That's her husband. And it's like some Star Wars thing. And I'm a big Star Wars nerd. And I'm like, oh, that's fucking awesome. She goes, yeah, you guys are like so much alike in a lot of ways. And I, in my back of my head, I go, that motherfucker. That's a weird thing to say. <laughs> but it was just, it's one of those things where, yeah, we would have, if I would have been able to stop drinking, we would have stayed together. Like Is it, she pregnant? I, I would assume, but I don't Okay, because like there's still time. No, yeah. <laughs> I actually have a bit about uh, being a toxic optimism uh-huh, or toxic optimist. Yeah, that's funny because it's like, yeah, I'm super optimistic about the future, and people are like, that's so good. It's like, yeah, my ex's husband could be a serial killer, yeah. and then she'll have to break up with him. Mm-hmm. So you're saying there's a chance. I mean, I I know the Kardashians are not an example of anything, <laughs> but but think of the lives they've lived. They've lived like like ten. Like yeah. it was like the you know, Reggie era, and then it was the- Oh, we all remember the Ray J era. <laughs> yeah, whatever, Ray J, I'm blacking out right now. Um, and then there was, you know, Kanye or whatever. There was so many, Lucas Humphreys or whatever. Then there was Kanye. I love and how you keep was, saying that you keep throwing in the or whatever, like you I'm don't just, actually know the time. You're right, I don't know what's happening. Uh, I don't care about them at all. But then there was like the Pete, it's like, there's just, and like she was- like, I forgot about Pete. How could you forget about Pete? And so it's like, Again, that wasn't really a long era for her, and it's not great, but it's like, there's always gonna be someone. Yeah. I don't know, I as someone who's single, I always look at that like, whatever, like it's like this now. Like, yeah. I use that saying all the time, it's like this now. And like, I also, my parents are divorced, so I have that mentality anyways, where it's like, if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work it out. It doesn't work out. Well, that's what happened with Savannah and I. We, you know, we've been together for four years. We uh-huh. moved to New York together, and I tell people all the time, they're like, "Oh my God, you guys were together for four. Like that must be devastating." And this is actually not nearly as devastating as what happened with Alyssa because, like that one, I I saw coming, mm-hmm. but never thought it would actually happen. Where it's like, if I don't stop drinking, you were younger too. Yeah, and so you didn't have the perspective. Yeah, because at the time it was like, if I don't th- stop drinking, she's gonna leave. But yeah. I could not stop drinking, like I couldn't. Mm-hmm. And I was like, she's gonna leave. And but in the back, something in the back of my head was like, mm, she's been here for a lot. Like, yeah, she's, you, you know, you could test the water. bailed me out of jail. She's like done all these things. So it's like, if I'm just getting fucked up and like stumbling around the house, like what's the big deal? And then she eventually left, and I was destroyed. Mm-hmm. And then with Savannah, it was weird because. There were certain things about our relationship being older and more mature and stuff now where I was like, oh, I don't I don't think this is going to this isn't going to like stand the test of time. There were certain red flags that we both had Mm -hmm. that we kind of ignored because we were so hell bent on getting to New York and stuff. So then when we got here and things really didn't like magically fix themselves, I was just like, oh, yeah, like this. Yeah, I don't think this is going to work. And she was like, yeah, I completely agree. (laughs) I was like, all right, cool. I learned that during the pandemic. I. uh I went to Colorado and then I was in California and stuff, but I had like, I went. Oh yeah, we did talk about yeah, that. Yeah, I went yeah. through like my own little breakup or whatever. And I don't know why I keep saying or whatever. It wasn't, it, whatever. I, I dated like a high school extra in the pandemic, very pandemic things. But anyway, so I dated him. We break up. I go, is gonna be I go or, to, whatever. or whatever. I like that. Uh, I go to Colorado and I get there and I'm like still bummed out about that stuff. And yeah. I'm like, oh, just because I'm in another state doesn't, doesn't make- mean I... I'm going to be magically cured. Yeah. And it's so funny because it's like, you know that, but it takes going through those experiences until you're like, oh, I still am my, like me and everything that I'm carrying is still with me. Yeah. We, so. we, I mean, we see it in sobriety a lot. It's People call it a geographical cure. Like there's no such thing. Like yeah. you're not going to move. And if you are an addict or an alcoholic, you'll find whatever you want to find, no matter where they put you. I literally had no money and no car, and I was staying at a friend's house in the middle of nowhere in Daytona, and I still got booze every day. Like, I walked to the liquor store, mm-hmm. I begged, borrowed, and, you know, 
did everything I could to get booze. So it's like, if you want to find it, you'll find it. Yeah. And it's the same thing when it comes to like our personal lives, like our ourselves. I, I remember thinking like, all we have to do is get to New York and everything's gonna be, and yeah. genuinely it's at like, the time no way, I was like, man. yeah. <laughs> And then we got here and I was like, oh yeah, how did I think certain some of these things would the be fixed? The thing it would be worse in this city. The city will, will take your flaws and just expose you to them. <laughs> and, I, and then poke you in like where it hurts. Oh yeah. yeah. I say all the time, you think you're anxious in like a smaller town and oh, a you're suburb? doomed here. When you get to New York, you don't know anxiety until you have a girlfriend <laughs> that doesn't really text a lot and it's five in the morning on a Saturday. Oh, that's and you're really like, scary. where's my girlfriend? <laughs> Yeah. And she's like, I was out with my friends, like, leave me alone. And I'm like, oh, I thought you were like dead. dead. Yeah. Which in this city, the amount, like when I first moved here, I'd black out and just wake <laughs> up in my bed. Like how? Having no idea no how you idea. got there. No Uber receipt. No. This is the rosé the, when you guys I were doing I had the rosé yeah. era. Yeah. Yeah. I really, I hit it hard. But I'm like, I look back on that time, like how the fuck am I alive? Like I lived in the Lower East Side, like very close to like. Like the east side, mm -hmm. not the safest place, like Pitt Street. Yeah, like, like Alphabet City and stuff. Yeah. yeah, like someone had been shot outside my door one Halloween. Like it was like, again, it's New York. You'll get shot anywhere, but, um, or you could. I don't know why I'm saying it like that, but. Um, you, you will. Eventually you, you will. You will. No, I don't put that Someone's carrying a bullet for you right now. Yours, please. Uh, we're good. And But like, I just, I can't believe, like, I never, I'm very fortunate that all my blackouts ended with me alive in my, like, somewhere. Yeah. Well, because we, <clears throat> excuse me, I don't know why my voice cracked just then. Uh, I didn't even, you, you coughed it off. It was we good. know, we know comics that it didn't end that well for them. We know, I mean, we, like, we've had Espy on the show and stuff like that, and she's gone through what she's gone through, and she's openly talked about it, and, you know, she's got bits about it and stuff, but it's like, oh, yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't always end the way you want it to. You don't always end up at home in your bed yeah. comfy. Like sometimes it can go very, very wrong. Yeah. And if you mix in being blackout drunk on top of that, like it's just a recipe for disaster. Yeah. So let's talk about yeah, it. Yeah, let's talk about it. <laughs> What's funny, I'm back here because I, I have a blog. I guess I didn't plug my blog. Oh, yeah. Plug your blog. ToriCole.com. Yeah. Uh, so you I'm, have ToriCole.com. Yeah. That's you. That is I. Love it. it is I. I, uh, I just wanted a reason to write. Cause I, I really want to write a book. That's like my dream. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm like, well, got to put a couple more years together of sobriety before you can do that. What? All the people who have books. Oh, they're so like, oh, yeah. Well, I it's know. like one of those things where it's like my crazy journey. I mean, I I'm know. doing it with the one man no, show. I, it's all totally. The, yeah. And I've read, um, have you read the unexpected joy of being sober by Catherine Gray? No, I haven't. It's a cliche. It's like, it's a great book. I read I the luckiest the club. Okay. Which was a good one. It's like her crazy life. She was in the city, mm -hmm. blacking out, oh, being a wild animal, like working for like Vogue or some big yeah, magazine. Fuck yeah. She was doing great. She also writes about it like with such rose colored glasses where I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm glad you did that too. Like, I'm glad I did it. Like, it's like, you wouldn't be who you are without that. So it's I, like, don't demonize alcohol because you had a really good ass time. Yeah. Um, I tell people all the time when they go, like, I, I talk about romanticizing the past. And obviously, like, I talk about playing college football and stuff. When... Like if someone asks, I'm like, yeah, I was a division one athlete. It's like you were on the scout team and barely like hung on to your yeah. spot on the team. Yeah. But if anybody asked, I was like, yeah, totally. played football, college football, you know, what's up? Uh, <laughs> but I do the same thing with my drinking. Yeah. Like, and I've got bits about it like we all do, but it's one of those things where you're absolutely right. If it wasn't for me doing what I did, there's no, like if, if things would have worked are. out, if yeah. I would have stayed sober and things would have worked out with Alyssa, there's no way I'm living in New York City right now talking totally. to you on a podcast yeah. that has a few thousand listeners. Like that would have never happened. Uh -huh. And I'd be living every day with all this regret of like, I could have done be something. a dad right now in Florida. I would be, yeah. You'd be a Florida dad. Um, no, Troy and I actually talked about this on our podcast recently where we're like, every decision you've ever made led you to where you're sitting right now, which is a really cool thing to really break down and like sit with because mm -hmm. you're like, wow, like every choice. Like, you know, when people say like, oh, I wish I could go back and like, I wish I would have like on some podcasts I know on uh, the honeydew with Ryan Sickler, who I'm a big fan of Ryan's and on his podcast, he always at the end says, what advice would you give to your 16 year old self? And I think about that all the time because your knee jerk reaction is don't drink, stay away from drugs, mm -hmm. like finish, finish what you start, right? Like go to law school, like all these things pop into my head. But then I go. No, I kind of like yeah. where I'm at right now, and I wouldn't have gotten here had like, I changed drink anything. Drink the 99 bananas. Yeah. <laughs> Do it. Drink Do more. It. 
Also, when you're young, it's like they do romanticize the young alcoholic because it's like the doomed youth is very romantic. Yeah, it is. Doomed and middle it's like, age is sad. It's it's so sad. It's so sad. So it's like I'm glad I like went through that. Mm-hmm. And it is kind of like you're like oh good for like you know I don't know you grow up in a certain way. I will say though I read this or I, I've heard about this and I've read about this where it's like when you drink at a young age you don't actually mature because yeah. you're arrested development. We yeah, talk about it all the time. It's in rehab. fascinating yeah. when it's like you finally take a step back from alcohol. This is my first time doing this where I'm like holy fuck I never had to feel my feelings when I'm like going through something hard. I'm just like I would just would drink and it's like. Now for the first time, I'm like, okay, why do I feel sad? Mm-hmm. Let's break this down. Let's figure it out. Yeah, and you're like, damn it. Like, why am I have to like really sit with this right now? But it's been really cool. I actually learned like three or four, three years ago, I was dating this guy and we broke up and, and my solve at the time was I'm just gonna get wasted. Yeah. I spent two months drunk, just, two months. Yeah drunk oh you're preaching to the choir i know it's crazy i just look back and i'm like holy moly I, and i remember every day like waking, waking up. up like two months later fat and angry and i'm like wait a minute that didn't help that didn't solve anything and that was one of the first times where it was like really in my face of like hey man like what are you doing yeah. and i was like oh Okay, this alcohol thing. And then I read um, Alan Carr's The Easy Way to Quit Drinking and Be a Happy Non-Drinker. And then it like explained my life to me. I was like, oh, it doesn't make it better? What? It only makes it worse. Thank you. I've exp- <laughs> I, think it, I think it takes experiencing that and then reading about it to be like, oh, yeah. Because like, you can read stuff that doesn't resonate and you're like, okay, let me go fuck it up. And then I'll, and then I'll understand Well, maturity this. has a lot to do with it too, I yeah. think, in certain ways. Because the arrested development thing is very real. Yeah. Like I still handle my emotion. I've been sober for almost five years and I still handle my emotions like a 20 year old. Yeah. And I started drinking around like 18, 19 and uh-huh. I still handle myself like that because that's kind of where my brain is. And it's benefited me. Like there's mm-hmm. no two ways about it. Like being oh, yeah. overly emotional and overly empathetic and stuff like that has greatly benefited me, whether totally. it's with work or with comedy, it gives me a different perspective on things it's, than a yeah. lot of people. Because most 35 year olds are just like, yeah, whatever, like it didn't didn't work or it doesn't work or I'll just move on. Mm-hmm. But in me, I'm like, no, like what what happened? Yeah. And I overanalyze, which again has been good. But it's also crazy to think like when I was in my 20s, I just thought, like you said, like, oh, I'll just get blackout drunk mm-hmm. and everything will be better. And for a few hours it is, honestly, for, for a few yeah, hours it yeah. is better. Why, or else we wouldn't keep doing it. Your brain is flooded with like a false flow of dopamine. You're like, oh. That whole like sitting alone, just watching Netflix doing shots, when I had the That's next so day off from- sad. When I had the next day off from work, so I literally was just like, oh, there's nothing better in this moment. Cause I have nothing to right. worry well, about. Your brain is being altered. So yeah, I'm sure it was fabulous. So much fun. It's funny. I was just with my family for the holidays in Florida and uh, my grandmother, I love her dearly, but she was just um, on a one? bit rigid. Yeah. She was on one. And um, my family, my mom, my sister and her husband, they were like, yeah, anyone want some wine? Like, I'm just going to take the edge off, you know? And I'm like, I was I my, live little, on that edge. my little sober brain was like, what does that even mean? Take the edge off. Like, you know, like I was being a little like, you know, I'm on my high horse with the sobriety stuff. And I was like, oh, they don't even know that like there's no such thing as taking the edge <laughs> off. <laughs> like, they're not making anything better. I, but I was like, and I was like sitting there like, and then I was like, you know what? I'll just scroll on Instagram. That'll be my fucking you like, take your edge off? solve, which is so unhealthy as well. Yeah. But I just was like, I'm going to go disassociate in the corner on Instagram while you guys drink your alcohol. <laughs> So I'm like, I could definitely use a better tactic, but it was interesting just to hear them like, like that was their the solve default, for like yeah. the issue in the room. And it's like, and again, I went and like looked at my phone, which again, it's like, we have these like toys in our hand. Like we're little They're kids super constantly too. looking for like a way out. Um, and for validation. Totally. I posted something last night on the YouTube shorts. Love the YouTube shorts. Cause they push the shit out of a lot of my mm-hmm. stuff. Love it. That and the Facebook reels. The Facebook reels takes like a couple weeks. Okay. You're like an old man with clips. YouTube and Facebook. Well, cause Instagram doesn't like me. Cause I spent 10 years Have establishing. Have you been shadow banned? I, well, I spent, I am on TikTok. Uh, cause I keep putting up that, like I put up that underwear, um, that clip from the underwear show and it got reported, obviously flagged oh. cause I'm like naked. Mm-hmm. And then I, a lot of the clips I was putting up for the podcast got flagged cause it's, you know, people talking about robbing heroin. people or doing heroin yeah. or, you know, getting drunk and crashing their car. I don't like that. So everything, every time I would post, it would get flagged. Yeah. And, um, 
But it, I do find it fascinating because like I posted something last night and I tag it with all the tags and everything. And then I had a comment and I was like, oh, cool, comment. So then I checked it and after like 10 minutes, it was up to like a thousand views. And I was like, I'm going viral. And so I just kept checking it and checking. Uh-huh. It. And it literally like shot up to a thousand and then just kind of stopped. Yeah. But I just, that weird like, oh, oh yeah. I got to get the it's validation. It's very addicting. I, uh, when, yeah, whenever I video does well, I'm constantly looking because I always have that little red dot at the heart, and I'm like, "What's the little red dot? What is mm-hmm. it gonna tell me?" Yeah. And then uh, my last reel bombs, and I just now I'm like, "Fuck it!" Yeah. Like I'm not. I haven't posted a reel since, and I'm and I like archived it already. I'm just like, "Fuck this!" Oh wow, you just wiped it clean. Yeah, you know, I just remove. I'm like, this is too humbling, and eventually would have like. <laughs> It would have ticked up over time, you know, but yeah. I'm like, I don't want to sit with this. And I was like, whatever, maybe the joke sucked, whatever. Well, that has been the good thing from social media that I've learned is with Hannah putting me on her TikToks and stuff. Mm-hmm. She has questions and, you know, it's like, oh, the woman is going to ask the dumb male yeah. comics. But it's interesting because being raised by women and around women for the most part, I have jokes loaded for some of her questions because oh, they're yeah. things that I've experienced. Yeah, yeah. So like she does, she had a question where she's like, do you believe in astrology? And I have a whole fucking bit about astrology mm-hmm. growing she up like with folded sisters. folded your jokes in. Yeah, so I've been, and that's been the one benefit was sometimes I have bits where I go, maybe it's just not funny. Yeah. And then some of those same bits I've used with Hannah and they get like boom, 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 yeah. likes, you know, million views, a ton of likes. And I go, okay, it is funny. All right, all right. I'm not like maybe crazy. Maybe in like a casual setting where it seems like an off the cuff answer, it probably. Oh, yeah. Like, it yeah. blew up even more. Yeah. Because people are like, this guy's OJ. And which yeah, is yeah. ultimately what we try to do is make things seem like they're Obviously. just. Obviously. Yeah. I want to get back because we mentioned okay. your blog and then we completely derailed. We did. So, okay. The reason I came back, I'm here today is because I posted about the time I blacked out. Um, cause my last, I did, I posted about being sober, which I had like 40 people reach out to me saying, you know, this really helped me this. Um, cause I talk about a trick that I've been using for my sobriety as I say, like whenever I want to drink, I tell myself plus five minus 10, meaning that it'll be five times more fun in the moment. And then like, and 10 times worse yeah. later. One step forward, two steps back. Yeah. yeah. And it really helps me. And so people have been commenting like, Oh, like, like I loved, I liked your like plus five minus 10 technique. I talked that's about, your technique now. I mean, you know I made that, right? it up. No, but uh, I'm saying that's that's your thing now, which is crazy. Yeah. Just because for people listening, the environment we're in and what we do, and I say this at work all the time when people are like, oh, I've never heard of that. And I go, this is a swanky downtown Manhattan steakhouse. You've never heard of it because we're the ones who set the trends. Like we're the ones that everyone else copies. Mm-hmm. And it's I've, on a much l- smaller scale, especially in my case, but I mean, obviously you're more popular than I am, but. I don't know about that. Yeah, I mean, you are, but okay. it's one of those <laughs> sure. things where like you started doing that. And then eventually as your career gains momentum and gains steam, and if you stay sober, that could become a thing. Yeah, And totally. then it'll be like, oh, you know, you're gonna be leading a cult in 10 years and you're gonna be like this. Plus five minus 10. Yeah, you're gonna be like the plus five ti- yeah. minus 10 club. If I ever go back to drinking, I'll be like, I'm going minus 10 tonight, boys. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so People I- are gonna get tattoos and stuff like that. Of that. Oh, like, yeah, like Joe Rogan, just 10. get my yeah. face on their face. That'd be fun. No, um, so I wrote about being sober. It went, it did really well. Um, and then I was like, I don't know if I want to be, like I wrote about in the blog, like, I said the five things that I've learned from being sober. Um, And the last thing I said was, I'm now a rigid bitch. Um, (laughs) Which I just want to call out because I I feel a little bit like like, I'm sober now and it's like... I, I, oh, I, my identity was so wrapped up in like the party girl, mm-hmm. like no fucks given, like wake up with chicken nuggets in your purse. And Fuck that yeah. to me was hilarious. And so it is hilarious. I mean, I literally have read, woken up with food in my bag, um, just loosely hanging out in there. But I, um, so now I'm like trying to find my new identity with it. And so, um, I, I wrote that it did well. I liked all of it, but then I was like, "Let me show the people, whoever is reading this, that I am still a human. Mm-hmm. That I that I was fun once. I know that was the name of the last podcast. Yeah, but, I was cool once. Uh, yeah. So it was fun to write about a time when I blacked out. That I really loved that story, and I and I learned also. When I posted about sobriety, I posted a photo of me holding four wine glasses, um, absolutely wasted. And I think the visual draw like drew people in. So then I had a photo of the pizza that I sent these guys yeah. from 2015. Which and is what sparked my interest because yeah. I saw the picture. And you exactly. go, like one time I blacked out and I had to send, and I was just like, 
Where the fuck was this? I know, we and talking? I'll tell it right now. I can yeah. give a quick, but uh, I no, realized- No, don't make it quick. We've got plenty of time. Okay, okay, amazing. I uh, I realized that people like a fun visual, that that'll draw them in. So I was like, I've, I love the story of the Sorry Pizza. I have <laughs> this photo, so I will just share this. And I and it was fun to go down memory lane on, on this evening, but um, I'll tell the story of the Sorry Pizza. Uh, so I was I was in college and it was my senior year and I was out. This with, is back in the south, right? Uh, Colorado. Yeah. Okay. Pretty not think, south. Why uh, did I think you were in D.C. or Virginia? I'm or from Maryland. That's why. Yeah, okay, but okay. I went to school in Colorado. That's okay. Uh, so because I remember the story about the pyrotechnics the, on the river. Yes. Yeah. Yes, but I remember thinking my friends were tweeting from Colorado saying this guy was lighting up. So I was like, oh, the whole world's going down. Um, but anyways, uh, so I'm in Colorado, I'm out with my friends, me and my friend Zach are like, let's get out of here. Let's go to another party. And there was this, um, lacrosse house that always had parties. Mm-hmm. So, and I had dated one of the I've guys. I've seen the news. You've seen the news. This is, yeah, you've already heard this, but you, you read it. So did you read the whole thing? No, I'm, I just meant lacrosse players getting into trouble and stuff. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, dark, dark times. There's a lot of that. But, uh, so, um, I had dated this one guy. Uh, and on, he, the, on the lax yes, team? Yes, he was younger. He was a sophomore. And Ooh. so, yeah, it, it was like all of his friends that always had parties at this one house. So Zach and I go over there. We like bust through the door wasted. Like no one is home mentally no for us. Oh, I for think us. Like no one was We walk house. in and it's four guys just sitting playing video games. And they look over at us like, what the fuck are these people doing here? And we were like, hey, guys. And they were like, didn't really even respond. And we just like go into the kitchen. You just walked in. Yeah. And you had been in this house before because yeah. you partied there and you yeah. used to date the guy. Yeah, yeah exactly. So I was, we were just were like, there's a party here somewhere. And we like go into the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> we're like hell bent on there being a party. There's there. a party here somewhere. <laughs> so we're in the kitchen. There's no one in there. We just start eating all of their food. We like go into the fridge. We're eating pizza. Like suddenly like, we like get into like one of their protein powders and we're like pouring protein powders on pizza and just like throwing it like LeBron Jamesing it into the air. Like, and, um, eventually one of the guys comes into the kitchen and how long does it take before someone comes in to see what you guys are doing? Like five minutes. So you've done some damage. We were a me- we were five menaces. minutes is a long time. We were like you know like in Step Brothers when they're wandering mm-hmm. around like putting pillows in the oven. Yeah, when he's sleepwalking. That yeah, was yeah. Zach and I, just animals, and literally we're eating everything. Like the guys finally come in, they're like, "What the f-? They're like what the fuck are you guys doing here?" Like I'm like I got like pizza sauce smeared on my face. I'm just like what like. I don't know. And they were like, you need to leave. Oh, they kicked you out. Yeah. So like, no you party need the was, fuck out of here. No party was found. And I, I, I got aggressive. I like turned to one of the guys and I was like, you're a fucking loser. Whoa. Yeah. And they were just like, what? And so like Zach and I finally get removed. That's a great visual though. Pizza sauce yeah, on your face. Oh, yeah. Protein powder <laughs> protein everywhere. Powder. And you're like, you're a fucking <laughs> loser. <laughs> yes. And this kid didn't drink, so I remember really, I, I felt that in my bones. I remember being like, you're a fucking, fucking nerd, Yeah, man. it was bad. And then we go back over to our other friend's house and just pass out on the couch. <laughs> and they took this as an opportunity to just like cover us in like tables, chairs. Like they thought it was like, instead of drawing on us, they were like, let's trap them yeah. into a fort. We've done that before. That's hilarious. Yes. Cause they wake up and they're like, oh, ah, ah. Literally, I woke up like under like a folding table. <laughs> and I remember waking up being like, what just happened? Like I had no idea. Do you remember when you woke up what your last recollection, like your last memory? There was, was like a blurry moment in the kitchen that okay. I had. Mm-hmm. And I still have like a little blurry of like of the visuals of them like sitting. And then like me, I remember really being like, you're a loser. Yeah. Like that, that kind of all flashed to, to me when I woke up and I like looked at Zach and I was like, what happened tonight? And he was like, I don't know. So then I like just like, crawled my way out of the fort no one was around like it was like 2 a.m at this point and i just wandered home and i just was like whatever so i woke up the next day didn't think a second thought about it yeah i was like all right so i wake up to like this like really angry text from the guy that i had dated before being like you will never talk to my friends like that. Like, I will never talk to you again. Like, you need to figure your life out. Like, I can't believe you. A sophomore is telling you this. Yeah. And it's so aggressive. I'm like, oh my God, did I kill someone? I'm like, holy shit. So then I'm like, "Uh, can you give me some context as to what happened? And he was like, (laughs) 
He's like, all I can say is that like you are not allowed in that house anymore. Because he wasn't there. End scene. No. Um, he just, I guess, heard from his friends. Yeah. So I was like. They're like, hey, dude, your ex was here making a fucking uh, ruckus. Uh, yeah. And so I just was like, oh, I got to I gotta figure this one out. So I reached out to to my friend Zach. And he's like, do you know what happened? And he's like, I'll figure it out. Because he was on the lacrosse team. So. Oh, okay. So he was like. So there was, you didn't just go into a random. Like he knew those guys. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So then I, so Zach finally tells me, he gets the story from the guys, which is why I know all of that yeah, happened. I assume so. So he gives me the rundown and I'm just like, Fuck. So I'm like, how do I apologize? And I was like, I got to do something. You know, I got to save my ass. So there's this uh, pizza spot in Boulder called Cosmos. It's so good. It is Shout out to Cosmos. Cosmos Pizza. It is the best. And so I was like, I called Cosmos and I was like, I really need your A help. big favor. <laughs> big favor. I need to order this pizza. I need to go here. And I, I know this is kind of crazy, but can the pepperonis please just say sorry? And they were like, what? And I was like, the, the pizza needs to say sorry. And he's like, uh, yeah, sure. Okay. So it's not, they could do that. So they did that. And then I, I had gotten in contact with one of the guys that lived there. That was like the only like one that was like, would speak to me still. Mm -hmm. And uh, the one that knew, like, there's he, always that one friend who's like, yeah, yeah it happens. Exactly. Yeah. And so he was home and, uh, I was like, did it, did it make it? And he was like, yeah. And he sent me that photo and I was like, him sending this you the photo. This makes it all worth it. Because yeah. I didn't ask for the photo. I wouldn't have even <clears throat> dared to, like, you know, I was like, that's, I was like, that's I'm all, out, yeah. you did. But him sending me that pizza, I was like, this is gold. Yeah. And I was like, thank you. And like, I even Instagrammed it being like picking up the pizzas, pizza. I wrote, the caption was picking up the pieces one piece at a time. Um. So, yeah, that's, you know, the whole story. But that's, that's the story of the sorry pizza. <laughs> the sorry pizza. It's interesting. And it's also hilarious. The whole like not even like causing that much chaos and not even remembering it. Yeah. Because that's happened to me countless times. Yeah. Where I have flat, like I'm 34 now and I still have flashes to when I was like 17 and 18. I started drinking like at 17 a little bit and then by 18, 19 and mm. then 20, 21 when I stopped playing football, it was all, I was insane. So in like four years I went from like. You didn't drink in high school? No, and oh, I, wow. I, yeah, I was a nerd in high school. Mm -hmm. Like I was bullied a lot. Like that's where all this stuff comes from, all the scars and everything. Mm -hmm. I didn't know how to like deal with my emotions, and I used to get so sad and anxious that I would just hurt myself to like take my mind off of mm -hmm. the way I was feeling. And I didn't have a lot of friends. Like I, which is why I'm, I love doing comedy now because I love being around and I love the hang. Mm -hmm. But I'm also completely content with just being by myself. Mm -hmm. Like I, I can do both, and my. Sisters and brother were incredibly popular, so they partied and stuff in high school. But it was after high school where I have these very vivid memories of like going to Razzles in Daytona at like 18 and mm. being blackout drunk, but like running into my high school girlfriend there. And this is obviously like a year after I graduated and she was, you know, like a, this was years later. So she's like a junior or a senior. Mm. And this is like one summer when I'm back from college. And like that still like is in my head. I don't even, I don't remember going to the club. I remember seeing her in the VIP. Somehow I got in there mm -hmm. and that was like, and then like hours later I stole a car from my friend. Like those wow. are the, the two things I remember from like a 12 hour block of yeah. time. Yeah. And it's insane it's how really your crazy. brain is just like, now nah, we're going to just shut it down. Shut it down. Shut it down. Yeah. I, I spent one New Year's. I went to College Park, Maryland. I remember driving there being like, oh, I don't like College Park, Maryland. This is definitely sketchy. We got these like weird tickets that got you into like five different bars in the area. Mm. So our plan was just like bop around. Um, I remember yeah, being like, I, I was like, I was drinking like the ciders just to like take the edge off on my way there. And because I was back. like you nervous. Didn't even do it on purpose yeah, and you called you. it back. Um, and I was like, whatever, like, it'll be fine. It's not that dangerous. It's like one of the most dangerous places ever, uh, Baltimore. So I was like, I remember getting more careful. to the house we were like going to pregame at already wasted. You and drove I, there? My friends did. Okay, okay. I was drinking in the car, but, uh, they were driving. And so I get there and I'm like super buzz, which is a great way to start a pregame, which is a great way to start going to bars. <laughs> so... And I hadn't eaten dinner. That's a classic mix. It's like that's a big alcoholic thing too, though. Is don't eat because it's going to take longer for you to get fucked up. Mm -hmm. I, at least in my experience, I purposely would not eat all day. So in that way, instead of doing ten shots, I only had to do like three shots to like get going. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I, I was underage too. Um, 
Yeah, I actually remember. I remember walking into one of the last bars. Again, I, I walked into the first bar and blacked what, out. I was going to say, what happened between, so you get to the pregame, you're already kind of fucked up, and then you just keep drinking and then yeah. you just go out into the world? I'm blacked out by the first time, by the first bar. Okay. Completely blacked out. To the point where I'm walking up to the bouncers holding my credit card and looking like three different directions. <laughs> They're like, I'm holding up my credit card. I'm there, my friends were like, Tori, you literally walked up to a bouncer, your eyes were crossed, and you were like giving him your credit card as your ID, like holding it yeah, up. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then I remember waking up and... The name on the credit card is your name, the, but the name on the ID is not your oh, name. Oh, yeah, it was a fake ID, yeah. too. Uh, I'm pretty sure I grabbed my real ID after that, and they were like, this says you're like 18. And I was like, uh, can I get in? And they're like, we don't give a shit. Um, it's College Park. We got <laughs> other shit going on. Um, yeah, and I woke up like the next morning and I had, it was like, I had, I wish I told everyone, I was like, I wish someone just put me in a closet and a black dark closet. Cause I, I wouldn't know the difference. Mm-hmm. My memory is the exact same. And I just, yeah. and I do this, I would do this weird thing when I blacked out where I'd bite people and that sounds insane, but I would just like bite people's like shoulders like at a bar like I would just, just they'd, like, they'd like, be like ah. last night you bit me like people had like black oh you would like bite bite yeah like not playful no flirty like bite, people like, had like black like blue, teeth yeah. marks and they're like what the hell is wrong with you and like I was like <laughs> like I had like four people text me the next day that I hadn't seen in years being like hey last night you bit me <laughs> I'm like that's <laughs> the biting thing is interesting weird and I did it a lot like I, it started in high school. Like that's what you I, were known I, One for? of the first times I blacked out, I bit my friend on the shoulder, and he was like, "That's not you bit me." And I was like, "Well." And I thought when you first said it, I thought you meant like in a flirty, no, like, no, just like loosey goosey. Here we go. But no, you and like were a like, weird. Like legit, I would walk like, around bars <sighs> and just like bite people. <laughs> so weird. And I was like, I googled it too. I was like, "Is this a thing?" Is it? Um, well, I've seen. There's like been memes where it's like a cake that says, "Sorry, I bit you last night" or okay. something, and I'm like. Is that, is that, I Googled it after that. I was like, maybe it is a thing. And I don't really think it is, but for some reason I felt the need to just like... <laughs> well, Tropic Thunder even did a bit about it. Really? Okay, yeah. so I'm going to assume like, it's a thing. It's towards a thing. the end of the movie, Jack Black, when he's coming off a of heroin, he's like, I want to put my teeth in his hide. That's funny. Yeah. Okay, so, then like, there's a, a thing. thing. Yeah. Okay, it makes me feel a little less weird, but yeah, that was the time where I was like, I... Well, it's like we talked, bringing it all the way back to the beginning. Like, we're not as unique as we think. Like, exactly, it's a thing. yeah. Like, if you do You're it, not other spe- people you, do it. Exactly, yeah. And it's so funny, because I always stop myself from posting, like, niche things. But then I'm like, if this resonates with at least five people, that, like, this niche, like, that would be funny. It'd be a mm-hmm. fun way to connect. And I, whenever I see someone posting something, then I'm like, I do that. And I'm like, why didn't I share that? I do that. Like, it's I, like, ah. It's do you ever like, watch uh, specials or like to see other comics and they'll do a bit about something that you've been like. Yeah, all the time. And, and I'm like, why the fuck did I Dusty Slay had that? a bit about a DUI and it was so succinct. It was on his Netflix, uh, the standups. It was so succinct and so funny and just so to the point, mm-hmm. but encapsulated everything I've ever tried to do on stage about getting a DUI. And I was like, fuck yeah yeah totally that's hilarious i was like there about, it is it's over yeah. i can't i gotta scrap all that material now it's there dusty yep. did it it's over thanks for coming out right now i feel that way when people talk about weight like jared freed does such a nice job talking about struggles with weight yeah and last night i was watching him perform and talk about being like i'm always gonna be like I came out of the womb like wanting to lose 10 pounds. Like he'd be like, he woke up on a, he was born on a Thursday on Friday. He was like, diet starts Monday. Like, <laughs> and I'm like, what a brilliant joke. And then I'm watching the audience and I'm looking at everyone in the room laughing and everyone's laughing. Like, like skinny people, like men, women, like of all ages. Yeah. And I'm just like, this resonates with everybody. Yeah. What talking about weight and insecurities is it, it, it's it, everyone it will relate mm-hmm. and it's like if, and you have to do it well because like anyone can be like i feel fat don't you and it's like okay <laughs> like, don't you don't you what's like, the deal with feeling <laughs> fat yeah like right now i've been i've been like telling the audience like clap it up if you have, feel like holiday fatness and like i get the whole room to clap and i'm like ah we're in it together and like that's not funny at all but it does break bring like a like a togetherness mm-hmm. to the room yeah. and then i'll go into some jokes about feeling overweight but i'm like how do i 
really encapsulate like the amount of brain space I think about like my body and like the struggles and like just feeling gross and like going to the gym being like what am I even doing here like just looking at everyone like picking shit up and putting it down I'm like what are we doing it's so funny you say that I literally when Savannah and I first broke up out of habit was still I'm still I mean I still go to the gym six Mm. days a week and I literally was at the gym and I thought what the fuck am I doing here like I'm still chubby I still have a belly (laughs) like my girlfriend and I broke up like what am I even doing and totally. I, w- I went to a mic because uh, I was like, oh, this is, that's genius. Yeah, yeah, profound. And I, yeah, and I did it and then like nobody laughed, but it's like yeah. you're saying, it's like. What are we doing? And I'm not, obviously I had that thought and I tried to turn it into a bit and then you have the same thought where totally. you're like, what are we doing? Sometimes with this gym and I'm on the treadmill and I'm just like, if I step outside and I get hit by a taxi, this is the last hour of I spent of my fucking life. And then I'm like, well, then I'd rather be that's eating cake. Hilarious. And then I'm like, but then I'd be sad if I'm fat. So you go down this whole rabbit hole of like, what are we, like, how much time am I spending in the gym? What is that taking away from my life? And I'm like, well, what is it giving to my life? And I'm doing all this like fucking mental math and I'm at the gym, just like, why? Like, I'm like, I can't even be present in this moment because yeah. it just feels like I'm like wasting my life. But it's like, you need this to go live your best life. That's the, that's the so weird the thing about thing. it is. <laughs> Because I do work out six days a week, but I still do have this belly and stuff. And I, I'm certified personal trainer. Like I've taken all the courses. Yeah. Obviously in college we had dietitians and every nutritionists and stuff. So I know, and I, I joke all the time with my friend. I go, yeah, I could be shredded if I wanted to. Mm-hmm. Do you know how much work goes into that? Like that's why I, I, I talk about this. Do you ever get close to? Because like sometimes like I'll get like close to feeling good and then I'm like, I feel good. And then I just yes. burn it yeah. down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the cycle continues. Yep. And I'm like, what is this fucked up rat like, hamster wheel that I'm on? I had someone at work the other day, like two days ago, be like, damn, man, you're getting a little thinner. And I go, yeah, I've cut out a you're lot like, of sugar. You and got a pizza. <laughs> I was like, I've cut out a lot of sugar because with the one man show coming up, I understand like I'm a giant compared to a lot of like other comics. Mm. And I know that because when I have guests on, I'm like, God, I'm like twice their size. Mm-hmm. And that's always been like a point, like, yeah, I'm a big guy. But when you're on stage, like I had a spot at the cellar a couple months ago and I filmed it. And there's Mm -hmm. at one point where I turn and like, just turn, but my belly's like hanging over my belt just Mm -hmm. in the angle. And I was like, I cannot have that for the one man show. So he literally goes, man, you're looking, you're looking svelte. Like I said, yeah. I've cut out sugar for like a week and I have a huge sweet tooth. So a week of without sugar for me is a lot. That's how I feel. I have a huge sweet tooth. Yeah. And it's, and you're not drinking. So you're like, I'm yeah. going to have the cake. I'm not drinking. Fuck yeah. And then your, your body's like, no, fuck you. The next day, which was yesterday, I, um, there was someone I met on the apps and they were like, I mean, we were, we were texting cause mm-hmm. now we have each other's number and we were just texting. And she was like, oh, I'm, I'm really hungry. I'm thinking about going to get dinner. And I immediately, because I'm a pretty spontaneous guy, was like, I'm starving. Let's just go get dinner. Mm-hmm. And we went to um, a steakhouse uh, and I just ate so much. Like an animal? Like a fucking disgusting pig. Yeah. Ordered like four appetizers. Mm-hmm. And you're we like, got, he said I look good. Yeah. So that's exactly what I was like. I'm, I'm looking good. Got, I'm feeling good. I got good. some room to move. Yeah, totally. And I left there and I was like sick. Yeah. Because we got like two big steaks, four appetizers. It's the place that I work, so I don't uh, want to mention okay, it. Okay, okay. Yeah. That's a smart move though. Yeah, to I go never, take her to the, yeah. because did you get a big discount? Yeah, oh yeah. And it's the best, I think it's one of the best steakhouses in the city. So like, it's like a win-win. Yeah. It's like I get my discount and you get to have great steak. Totally. Like it's swanky. So it's like, what's up? Uh, That's fun. But I just ate way too much. And then yeah. I felt I felt sick. And then this morning at the gym, yeah. I was like, what? Why? For why? what? For, For what? what? Totally. When I overeat, I'm like, well, I'm not going to go work out. Yeah. And then it's like, what kind of attitude is that? I'm, a, I'm an all or nothing. It's funny. Yeah, I, we are. Yeah. Yeah. That's, That's why we're on this show. It's funny. I was actually, I read once, and I'm trying to make this into a joke. I read once that addictive personalities aren't a thing. Oh, no, they're totally a thing. Well, it's like, there, apparently there's science where it's like, it's not a thing. And I'm like, well, it's like, okay, here's the, how the joke I've got an arrest record not, not that begs to, to differ you, with that. Okay, well, I'm going to have to Google it again because I remember Googling and being like, and it was like, yeah, it's not really a thing. And uh, so hit me. What's the here's bit? the bit? I'm sorry to do this to no, you. You're good. But I think it could this be is funny. What it's I've for. been really tested either. So I talk about. I'm like, oh, my friend was telling me like addictive personalities aren't actually a thing. And I'm like, that makes no sense. Like, why? Why is it that I, if I have chocolate, I have to have like ten pieces and not just one? And they're like, well, that's that's just called being a fat ass. <laughs> so there's that. But thank you for laughing. Um, <laughs> well, and you can also go into obsessing 
about it yeah, not being a thing. That you would really also, flow in. You could pivot into. So I went home over. and I had to research it, obviously. <laughs> yeah. So I checked Google and then Google told me this. So I went to WebMD. That's and hilarious. Then it, yeah, just go into. Oh, genius. Okay, well, at least it's being recorded. I'm yeah. like, I'll have to remember this. Okay, that's I'm, actually very good. When is this going to come out, though? Uh, two weeks. Okay, I'll have to write it down after this. But that's good. Yeah. I like, thank you. Again, I need to Google it because I, I, I heard that and I, I did some research and I'm like, this has got to be a thing because it's like, why else are people. Well, so I. I understand, I think, where the logic lies, which is <clears throat> alcoholism is a thing. Drug right. addiction is a thing. They, those are recognized by the American Medical Association as actual diseases, just like cancer, just like diabetes. Those are, those are things. Mm -hmm. So I think what they're saying is you fall into a category of, like, you can be a drug addict, but that doesn't mean everything in your life you're going to be addicted yeah. to. Which I, I get that logic because I've snorted heroin, I've smoked crack, but I'm not. I went to rehab for booze. Booze yeah. I cannot stop doing. Um, so I can. I guess I understand what they're saying. Mm -hmm. And like when I start playing a video game, I get like sucked in and I obsess about it and I think about it. But then if I just go a day without playing it, like it, it kind of just dissipates. Totally. It just goes away. Yeah. The gym is one of the only things. The gym and comedy, obviously, are the only two things where <clears throat> if I don't do them for an extended period of time, and I'm talking like 48 hours, I start to get stir crazy. Wow. And like it sucks because I'm not at – and th my 2023 resolution is to like I need to start reaching out to get on more shows and stuff because mm -hmm. this open mic thing, hoping someone's going to ask me to be on their show, is for the fucking birds. You know what I mean? And you know. Mics are not a place to – actually – I, I mean, have heard people getting booked for mics. Yes. I, I do like I do like doing the mics and stuff, but the I've gotten more bookings from doing the podcast than anything else. Yeah, yeah. And I've had people reach out and be like, Oh, here's the list of all the produced shows, here's the people who produce them, mm -hmm. just ask. And just you know, there's thousands of them in yeah. New York. And I've had that list for months and I'm just like, Oh, I'll do it later, I'll do it later. It's hard to ask. I know. Because we wanna we feel like we're good. Yeah. So it's like like I know I'm not the best and I've told this story before, but there was one time at the stand, I was downstairs talking to Shane about football, mm -hmm. Gillis, and I was like, oh, look at us. We're like two guys just talking football. I was like, we could be the same person. Like, we both do comedy. We're both talking sports. And then he went up and just murdered. And I yeah, go, yeah. we're not the same yeah, person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, I understand there are different levels. But I feel like I'm definitely in a spot where if someone put me on, like, especially, like, a producer at a bar. Like, it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I could, I've done this a million times. Totally. So it is because in my head, I'm like, yeah, but if you ask, it's like they're doing you a favor. Right. And I'm like. I also never, I had someone reach out to do my show once. And then I said, oh, I'd like to do your show as well. And, and they're like, okay, yeah, yeah. But I remember going into their show being like, I don't I don't even feel like I, I like got this. Yeah. And I didn't like it. I didn't like the feeling at all. Like I was like, I never want to ask for this again because I, I just felt very like. You feel like they're doing well, you a favor. Well, here you go. Yeah, yeah. like I don't want to feel like I owe you anything, and I, I don't I, know. It's such a game of tit for tat, and it's like once mm -hmm. you just remove that, it's like fuck it. Like, well, that's why. Yeah, and it's hopefully I've got the other podcast coming out with Daniel Torado and Matt Fulcheron, and I know that one's going to be bigger because mm -hmm. they know huge comics that yeah, they're going to yeah. go on their shows and promote it. So I was like, okay, maybe when all this all these chips kind of fall, mm -hmm. we'll figure it out because. That is the one thing we were talking about Derek earlier and I love Derek and Gio and they've been on the show and they're friends of the show. But I remember I asked them to be on 23 and one and this was months after they had both done my show and it was a few months later and mm -hmm. I, in my head I was like, why haven't they like, I've been to jail so many times. Like, yeah, yeah. like I know, I know like people look at me now and I'm sober and they're like, Oh, you're just like another cis white straight guy. But it's like, I've, I've lived a life like why? Yeah. They, and they like I was like why haven't they asked me to do twenty three and one? And then I go oh because you have nine hundred followers you dumb idiot like you're not like you're not moving things in New York. So finally I reached out to them and asked them and they're like yeah of course. Mm -hmm. But it was still that nagging feeling of like oh you didn't earn this yeah like, you, yeah you basically begged them Did to you do be it? on it yeah yeah how was it it was okay. Which is the worst kind of set you can have as a comic. Oh, yeah. Didn't kill, didn't bomb, just okay. But it was the first time, this was about a year ago now, it was the first time I had done a big club that I really looked up to mm -hmm. in New York. It was the first time I'd ever been on one of those stages. Yeah. So I was. I love the stand. I was super nervous. It's so fun. Yeah. And now I've done Were it a couple downstairs? times. No, it was upstairs. Okay. And now I've done it a couple of times. Mm -hmm. I've, like different people have put me on their shows and stuff. So now I'm way more comfortable. Totally. But that was the first one where I was like, I have to kill it. Yeah. Because, you know, Joe, the manager's here and Adele's here. Like, I have to fucking murder. Yeah. yeah. And I went up with that, like, just talking at the crowd. Mm. Not talking to the crowd, totally. and it was like, eh, it was okay. Yeah, yeah. Also, once you learn, like, no one's actually watching or gives an actual yeah. fuck. So there's so fun. many times where I have 
comics who I consider very close friends and I will say something in conversation, I'll joke quote myself and they'll be like, dude, that's so funny. You should talk about that on stage. And I go, I've known you for years. And you obviously have never seen my set because I talk about that on stage all the time. No one's really watching. Nobody cares. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I manage Greenwich every Tuesday and like I have so many comic friends that I'm like, I'll pop in and I'll watch. But like you're so inundated by comedy that yeah. you're just like, OK, like like I love Julio. I think he's brilliant. And mm -hmm. I've seen him a million times. We just talked about him last week with uh, JC Mendoza. Oh, really? yeah. yeah. So one time uh, I sat through his whole set and I've, I've sat through many of his sets, the whole thing. But for some reason, like I had never heard, like I hear like him go, ah, have you ever heard him do that? No. OK, so he has a whole bit about like, being called an eagle or like this song about the eagle. And he does that noise. And I remember hearing the noise consistently just from like the back you've off. heard the noise a hundred times i've heard times. the noise a hundred times and i never knew what the noise was for and then finally i sat through and he did that that bit and i was like oh this is so brilliant but like and i couldn't say anything to him because obviously i've heard him stew the like the squeal from the like the office a million times yeah. so i'm like i've heard like i've been around for this joke but i had never like sat through that part of it but it was so funny i was like oh that's the noise yeah so it's it's weird too because i don't know if it's unique to a few people in New York, but I, I'm so obsessed with comedy that like I do, even at mics, excuse me, I'll be like on my phone, but I'm listening. Yeah, yeah. And if something hits me, I'll start laughing. And it's weird how many people, like I'll go to mics and I'll purposely like do bits for like if O'Toole's hosting. I'll be like, oh, this is funny. Like Ryan's gonna think this is hilarious. Mm -hmm. And I'll do it and he'll just give out, like he'll be doing something on his phone and just be like, huh? And then yeah, I'll go back yeah. to do it. And I go, oh, man, like I yeah. thought like I was going to crush the room with this. Totally. But it's like you said, nobody fucking cares. No one gives a shit, speaking, which is great. Speaking of no one giving a shit. Yeah, yeah. We've got like five, ten minutes left. Okay. I wanted to talk to you about dating oh, right. sober. Okay, the apps. yes. So this is something I've only been on the apps for a couple weeks now. Uh -huh. um, but it's weird being sober on the apps because yeah. the you know the natural go to is hey do you want to grab a drink? drink yeah and it's a social lubricant you know there's a reason why yeah. prohibition only lasted nine years because people like to fucking drink mm -hmm. so how how has your experience been with divulging the so sober thing mm -hmm. and like talking about that and like doing all that so you told me you deleted the apps but I I'm deleted sure the apps I've been sober for nine months so I'm sure you had them at some point I had them at some <clears throat> well I, I do this thing where I like uh, I'll go like two years without them mm -hmm. get kind of bored be like man they weren't that bad download it for a month be like completely like this is so sad and then delete them okay so that's my cycle yeah. so I, I definitely I had the apps like two months ago for about a month and I was like what am I doing I didn't do anything I didn't talk to anyone I didn't it was a waste of my time so do you what, what's your what is your biggest beef with the apps um it feels very easy come easy go yeah okay um no one really feel like it feels like you're like talking to robots I've also with comedy it's like I don't like I don't care about social norms anymore like yeah. I will just stomp through the landmine of them and make make it weird and say crazy shit and it's like oh these people that. these people are regular human beings They're like normal people. you can't say things like you are such an open book people yeah. are like oh, why don't you drink and i was like oh well when i was 30 i almost died i ended up in the hospital i have two yeah, DUIs, exactly. eight arrests and they're like whoa whoa yeah yeah uh bit of an overshare so like i was like i don't know it's like and i might get bored again it's like i don't want to date a comic but i don't want to date someone that's not following their dream mm -hmm. and like pushing the limit on something that's not like the most sustainable thing mm -hmm. like it's like i want to be in like the creative realm and i just felt very like it's like a lot of finance dudes. And I know there's other great guys on the apps, but swiping through, I... Uh, yeah, I'm one yeah. of those great ones. Uh, I just, I was constantly like um, uninspired and a little bit sad for myself. Like yeah. if I had a bird's eye view on me sitting home alone on like, a Friday night on the apps, I'd be like, you're a fucking loser. Like, you're the fucking guy. So I didn't like it. I didn't like the feeling it gave me. Um, and I just, I do want to meet someone organically. Mm -hmm. And I no shade on anyone that's met someone on an app. Like my sister met her husband on an app and he's incredible. And they're very happy. Yeah, I saw married. the pictures from the wedding. Yeah. You officiated. I did officiate. It was wah, great. Wah, yeah, wah, um, so yeah, I, uh, it's just not for me. Well, I think, because my biggest thing, I have two things with the app. One, they make you pay to see Yeah, your it's matches. embarrassing you're paying for an app. Well, and they purposely like bury your matches. Yeah, they're like, you have to pay for this. You're yeah. like, if you're going to be on this app, you're going to pay for it. Yeah. And it's like, okay, fine. But I'm like, it's so humbling to be like, I'm paying money. And then I'm like, how much do I really care? Like part of me, I like the devil on my shoulder. Like, you're just doing this for material. Yeah. And then the angel's I mean, like, it's... no, you really do want to find love. And I'm like, no, fuck you. Shut up. That's embarrassing. 
So I mean, I met I met some cool people on the apps, but it's also one of those things too where it's frustrating because. Like you're saying, like being a creative and having a weird schedule because I work at the restaurant and then I also do comedy and I do the podcast. So my schedule is completely fucked. So like I meet people who have like nine to fives and they're like, hey, do you want to get together on like Saturday at six? And I'm like, absolutely not. I have to work. Mm -hmm. And they're like, well, what about Wednesday, like at four thirty, five o'clock for dinner? And I'm like, no, like I'm I'm going to be. Yeah. Like I'm going to be at a mic. Yeah. So it is difficult. But my also my biggest thing is just the weirdness of and I know there's probably a million comics doing bits about this but I just got on the app so forgive me but the weirdness of talking to someone back and forth and then setting it like a date like you burn a lot of the like how we would say in comedy like you burn your material by putting it up online you burn a lot of the conversation by texting back and forth for two weeks before you hang out yeah I mean I definitely never did that well, I've done that. I've done that a couple of times now where it's like someone and you're talking on the app and then it's going well. So they're like, oh, this is my number. And then you start yeah, texting back and forth. The trick is just to go out with them. Yeah. Because that's what's happening to like, me. Not is, that I know anything, but that's what I hear. Because yeah, <laughs> it's been like out. it's been like a week with some some of the people I'm talking to. It's been like a week or 10 mm-hmm. days. And I'm like, oh, this is cool. But then I'm like, hey, let's hang out. And then they're like, OK, next Thursday. And I go, that's yeah. another like five days of us just talking, yeah. which is great. But then you go to hang out. and It's like. I know where you're from. I know what you do. I know you hate your job. I know you have no creativity whatsoever. Like I know all this. It's a waste of time. Also, you just got out of a relationship. Maybe you should just be with yourself. No, shut up. Sorry, I really believe in being with yourself. That's only because you've been single for so long. (laughs) It's a good time. Me, myself, and I, we're fun. (laughs) No, I, I actually completely agree with you. I think I might have to delete the apps because. You should definitely be single for a while. Well, that's the thing. It's like I have no intention of getting in a relationship. Yeah. So part of me feels bad because some of these people are looking for actual relationships. Right. And I'm like, oh, I have no intention. You're emotionally like unavailable right now. Yeah. You're I'm probably processing sure. a lot. Four years is a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Thank All right. Well, thank you. No. Uh, <laughs> I appreciate you coming back on. This was yeah, fun. Uh, it is always a good time. Thanks for having me. Plug everything one more time. Let everyone know where they can find um, you. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Troy Cole. I don't do TikTok, but I'm trying. So at Troy Cole again, underscore, because some little kid took my fucking handle. I was going to say, that's why. That's Bullshit. why when you had the ToryCole.com, I was like, good for thank you. Thank you. Thank you. No one really has my name except for that one girl. Um, yeah, TroyCole.com. I do a weekly blog post on Sundays, every Sunday. That's my. I'm holding myself accountable to that. Um and then the bonding pod. Follow me on Troy. Yeah. Troy blow, Troy Bond. Troy's blowing Troy up. Troy Bond. He's blowing up. Yep. Follow me. I saw that exchange yeah. that he had a couple of weeks ago with the heckler. Oh yeah. That was Yeah, he made her cry. I mean, I but almost... it was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Thank you everybody so much for listening. <laughs> At Brennan T Comedy on all social media. Brennan T Comedy.com, one man show. Also titled X Drinking Buddy. That'll be January 30th at Producers Club, 6.30, 8.30 shows. Live taping, so please don't be late. Don't come strolling in. It's a small theater. If you come strolling in late, everyone's going to see you. And I'm going to leave it in the cut. So that way, Roast him. Make him cry like Troy did. I don't know if I'll do that. (laughs) Troy's good, though. He's great. Yeah. Um, We'll talk to you all next week. Yeah. Bye. Bye.